When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. We are the KC Soccer Journal. Cody, Thad, Robert, and first-timer Josh Wallace is here. Welcome, Josh. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, he's been around for a while. We got a lot of faces. We have an army of people behind the scenes at the KC Soccer Journal, and uh, I'm trying to feature more of them. So very excited to have Josh here. Big win for Sporting Kansas City. one to nothing over Minnesota United. Only the second road win of the entire season. Came at a very good time. Absolutely wild game. There's a bit of anarchy from the referee in this one, Thad. Your name in this in the chat here for this one. Sorry, I didn't introduce your bit. His, uh, his name here is Thad is Confused. Is that one of the things you're confused about? Some of those calls in this game? Some of those calls. Some of the calls in the current game. The fact that current and kansas city both won in the same weekend just doesn't seem right anymore everything was backwards it was a good weekend in kc sports even the royals got a series win how about that a series win dang wow that is impressive yeah i went today and saw them lose of course but that's how that works uh otherwise it was a very good weekend (laughs) thad what did you think of uh of this anarchy in the uh in the one to nothing win over minnesota I think it was a good road win, man. It regardless of how it went. It's you they needed to get points, they got points. I'm just happy with it. So they might have been a couple calls missed or might have been questionable things. They scored. Gotti Kinda's back. He scored. I'm happy. 
My weird thing with this referee was it was bad refereeing, but somehow all of the calls like actually balanced out. Like when it when it was all said and done, I think it was like an even thing that went on. But it was there were things I fouls that didn't get called that I, I don't understand that uh, that I don't like genuinely don't understand what was going on. Josh, what do you think of the win last night? Oh, I loved it. It was it was one of those sort of uh, gritty wins, honestly. Uh, Ten million save on I think it was Timu Puki was just remarkable. Yes, uh, I mean that saved that saved three points right there. Because if we if he scores that and we go down, it's a different game. It's a completely different game. And then Gotti Kinda coming on and oh man, just the move to beat the goalkeeper was special. I that mean that's touch. just what he brings. So, yeah, I, I loved watching the game. It, it was it was really sloppy most <laughs> of the game. Anarchy, <laughs> but, I'm telling you. Yeah, but towards the end, uh, it got real exciting there towards the end. It did. Uh, you mentioned Tim Melia. Robert, we've talked a lot recently about how maybe at that goalkeeper position, we used to get these just moments of brilliance, just magic that would come out of nowhere and save the team, and how we felt like we had been missing those. And just after last week when I was given Melia grief for uh, that penalty that I, I still don't know what that was, and then he just he comes out and makes this save and gives us that moment that we were that we've been missing, Robert. Yeah, Cody giving goalkeepers grief. No, <laughs> come on, never. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I mean he was in a position where he had to really like totally stretch it out to get that one, and, and he made the play. And uh, how about Jake Davis though? He knew nothing, absolutely nothing about it. The ball hits him in the head as he's turning away. But that right there, I mean, Minnesota was frustrated all night. It was just awesome to see. Speaking of my treatment of keepers, that announcer was entirely backwards for the field player making a save. He, The second that came off of him, he was like, oh, I don't know that that uh, he knew much about that. When if that was a keeper, he would have been like, oh, off the line. What a great save in the spot at the right time. And because it was a field player, it was like, oh, he didn't know anything about that. The double standard with how we call keepers is insane. Thad, Timmy saved us, man. He did. That was I, I will say that was a spectacular save where he had to get across most of the goal diving across on that, man. You have to give credit for that. I do. Wonderful, wonderful save. That's There's a screenshot going around that is absurd that, that a save was made and the ball was not in the back of the net. So we got, we got a little bit of the old school, old school Timmy back. What, is he? He's thirty-seven, right at this point. Thirty-seven-year-old Tim Melia, I believe, still doing Sounds it. Right. We need if we're gonna make this run here in the last five games, like we've been saying, we need those. We need those big moments. We need him to come up. Uh, the Gotti Kinda goal, Josh, that you mentioned. That first touch is just that was absolutely incredible. The game was absolutely calling for Gotti to to come on in that spot uh Gotti was like you said he was exactly what was needed at that point and coming off of injury coming off the travel coming off of potentially being in a doghouse everybody was worried about him even getting time ever again because Peter was critical of uh Israel calling him up and, and him going but they chatted before the game he comes on makes a difference like pretty quickly I forget how fast that was but it was not too long after 
you know, Jacob Peterson is known as the answer. I'm not going with Gotti Kinda for that, but I'm going to nominate Roger Espinosa because him coming in, great ball that he played in there. That may be Roger's new thing, just coming in and uh, giving game winning assist. He's done that in a couple games. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Some of that anarchy so, from the referee that I was talking about. A little bit of controversy. Andre Ufantas still on the field. Robert, should he have been playing the finish to that game? Thad, you and I need to have a talk here, Josh. Love to have you here, but you know you don't know so much about uh, Cody and his rants. Thad, I'm afraid that Cody's gonna just rant and go off on Andre Ufantas right now. So, Cody's not gonna rant. <laughs> I'm fired up, boys. All right, Cody, what you got? He is fired up. He's fired up. He's angry. I'm fired up. Go for it. No more Mr. Nice Guy for me, you guys. Fonty, (laughs) you better watch your back. You know why? Because I've got it. That's right. I'm here, pal. I'm not going anywhere. Wait, that sounds supportive, Cody. So, Andre, you Fontas, take your cool hair and your natural charisma and just let me know if you need a friend sometime. You sound mad, but you're just saying sweet things to Andreu. Oh, it never ends with this guy. List goes on and on. Teammates love him. Beautiful family. He's a good father. He had the gall, the audacity, Thad, to help the cauldron paint that last TIFO. Just getting involved in the community. Who does this guy think he is? Come on, man. There's no wonder I'm confused right now. No, no. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of people thinking that I don't know how nice of a guy he is. (laughs) <laughs> Come on, man. I, I knew you couldn't like do this all the way through. Come on. So, Andre, you, I told you, I'm right here, man. Whether you like it or not, we're going to be buddies. So why don't you just take my phone number and shove it up your contacts list? <laughs> and Cody drops the mic and walks away. So I think I'm in charge now. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think, though, the foul that a lot of people are saying, oh, that could have been a second yellow was, it wasn't called a foul because it wasn't a foul. Um, at least a yellow card offense foul. I think it was persistent infringement more than anything. I mean, he was teetering on the edge there a couple of times. It's like, you better watch it, man, because we go down a man, then uh, Renato is going to have nobody literally to stand in his way. Not that Fontes did. He had one foul that seemed like, all right, that was the last one. And then there were two more fouls after that. Right, (laughs) exactly. And he still stayed on the field. (laughs) See, he's just too nice of a guy. That's what I'm saying. He's too, it's infectious. You can't send him off the field. I think sporting has been the, the punished by refs who don't want to throw people out of games, and they finally got the benefit of that same treatment. And I don't know that I would have thrown a yellow on that particular play, but I think he also got the benefit of uh, Reynoso overselling it. So mm-hmm. you throw yourself backwards like that, the ref thinks you're actually just diving, even if he did, you know, even if there was a foul there. I made my feelings known about Fontes, but can this is this defense too leaky? For what we need in the in the last run up of this season, Josh. It, it is. I mean, Fontas is a great, great ball playing center back. I, probably one of the best, if not the best, in in the league. Um, but it, I mean, the runs in in behind um, are really what is killing uh, Sporting KC in the defense. All the time to get also the giveaways from Rosero. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, it's it's just difficult. It's difficult to win games uh, like that. And I mean, even uh, you want a bend but don't break 
defense. Yeah. But it seems like far too often the defense is breaking. You you <laughs> and, mentioned those giveaways, yeah. and I don't in my head that does they don't even come from one or two people that are the problem. Like Polito had had a really bad one. Radoya, who had a really good game, he he had uh, at least one bad moment there, a giveaway in a bad spot. It just it just seems to come from everywhere. That's why I use the word leaky. Like yeah. it, it seems like they they can stay organized, they do all of the right things until there's just a yeah a, a giveaway in the midfield, then all all breaks loose. That yeah, it, I think it's the part of the problem with Sporting trying to be a possession team is unless you're the old Barcelona where you can tiki-taka everybody to death. And even they gave up balls once in a while. But that's the problem with sporting is that they want to be possession and they're not as perfect at it as they want to be. And you have teams that will counter them and punish them when they do that. And then being on the road, being on the road at Minnesota, I mean, they've been a pretty good team and they're even better with uh, players playing better right now. So it came very close to them being punished harsh. To bring it back to Gadi Kinda, Robert, the difference in the way that he and Tommy play, like they, I don't know, sometimes they do have a similar style, but it, <laughs> other times they're entirely different players. What What is the difference in their movement? Well, I mean, both teams, like you're saying, both guys play the 10, right? So they're more of the attacking side. But uh, if you look at the heat map, for Tommy last night, and this is the case almost every match, is it's all left. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. the heat map shows him he wasn't right side of midfield at any point last night, always on the left. But then you look at Gotti's heat map, just for the time he was in there, he's, number one, going down the gut more often, which uh, gets us in the box more often, draws attention to him, too. And uh, he was, you know, on both sides of the field pretty equally. So Gotti just brings that more kind of, not necessarily directness, but a different kind of flavor than Tommy does. He's not as predictable as, let's say, maybe Tommy is. Uh, any other final thoughts from this from this match that anybody wants to get in? Good and job. I'm going to do this for Josh. Josh, yeah. this is for you, man. <laughs> Whoscored.com made Jake Davis the man of the match. He had like seven <laughs> tackles, four interceptions, That's okay, which was really nice of him. He had that ball hit him in the head went over the bar uh he did have the most bad touches recorded though by who scored.com but but josh go on your uh you know positive rant here on jake davis hold on hold on he's <laughs> that was a peek behind the curtain there into the the kc soccer journal slack channel where we had a, a riveting debate about uh about jake davis jake davis yeah i you know i uh he always he's He's, he's not the most flashiest player, and I think that's probably why I admire his game so much. He's he's not the flashiest player, but he does a lot of the dirty work. You know, his positioning was great. He – if I, I think I looked the other day, and he, he leads the team in tackles per game. So he's making quite a bit wow. of tackles from his position. Um, and uh, I think he, he he's just aggressive, you know. He's, he's aggressive. Uh, his touches, they do have to get better. Uh, I saw there was a couple where he just kind of, you know, just lost the ball where he could in a really good position too. Um, but I think what you really what what you want at at minimum from a right back or from from anyone on that on on that back line is effort, and he is never going to cheat you with effort. That's um, true. That's why he gets on Vermees's field. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that is exactly I think why he gets on the field and why he stays on the field. And and that's why he he kind of this was never his position. It's just Vermees mm-hmm. finds these guys that will do the job he wants them to do and stick them it right back if they mm-hmm. if they're not fitting anywhere else. And so that's that's how he gets on the field, right, Dad? Oh, definitely. And I've I've liked Jake since I've been watching him with the academy with SKC two, just the the amount of effort he puts in. I'll be a little bit critical of him, though, is that one of the problems he had when he was a midfielder is he would sometimes go astray too far, and he's starting to get that into his right-back spot, too. He'll drill the dribble up, he'll cut in, he'll dribble across the entire field and drop it off to somebody, and now he's almost at the left wing when he needs to be at the right-back spot, and people are countering down that side, and he has to hustle. And he's other people are getting pulled out of position to cut, cover for him, which is the hallmark of a good team, but I think he's just doing it a little bit too much at times. Mm-hmm. But if if I was going to like, I, I think about this sometimes after games, like who would be the player of the game? Who's the man of the match or however you want to say it. And in last night, is it, is it Gotti for the goal? Is it Tim for the save? Is it Jake for just, you know, becoming kind of JFD now? Did you guys hear him at the beginning of that say he liked Jake Davis before it was cool? <laughs> Did I say that? You're like, oh, I've been following him for years, all the way back in the academy. Yeah, yeah. okay. So it's still true, whether I, I was intending it that way or not. But yeah, I need a I need a sounder to call people out for like humble brags like that. I need it. We need. To, I'm gonna go find a audio for this. So, Thad, hey, to your point though, I think there was a time where he actually had a throw in on the left wing last night. <laughs> I don't remember that, but yeah, I would believe it. Yeah. Yeah, he, he does, and I th- and Caden Pierre, when he had that stretch of games, I think it was two years ago, he did that pretty often too. He would stray a bit too far, and then the uh, team would would start coming coming back down the other the other way. So hopefully, Jake Davis takes that out of his game. I think just keeping positionally in the right spot, he'll be good. But um, to the point of who is the man of the match, man, I I love Kinda's goal. I mean, it really. Gave it, it really, I mean, it, it was huge. It was necessary. But Tim Milia, man, he is, he was solid mm-hmm. and stout in that goal. And I, I feel like a, a couple other hits um, from maybe another goalkeeper, th- th- those, some, some of those shots might, might have gone in, but he just, he, he keeps it steady. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, he was, he was great. To put a bow on the conversation, I guess, this game, they didn't play well. All that anarchy, they kind of survived it. And I'm looking at this like no more losses the rest of the season. This was the bad game that they probably should have got the loss, and they survived it, and it only seems like it's going up from there. And I like Josh giving Melia the main of the match so we can gas our guy up and come out there and do what he did again and do it next week or next week on Wednesday against Nashville. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. 
If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Speaking of that, look at that transition. We're going to talk about the uh, standings and the outlook and, uh, and the rest of the five games of the season here for Sporting Kansas City. Robert, what happened this weekend? Actually, so I guess I should say we're recording right now Sunday night. I know all of you will be listening to this throughout the week, so you will know what happens. But it is one to nothing right now uh, at halftime of Austin and Portland, a very important game that we are rooting for a draw. So, Robert, give us an update on the standings and where we're at right now, short of this game. Well, speaking of draws, um, we had... Houston drew, so that was nice. Dallas drew, another nice draw for us. That I mean, was that's a good basically one. what teams, yeah. And San Jose beat RSL two to one. RSL and San Jose are both above us, but they're not that far away. So that was maybe the only negative result on the night. Otherwise, things went pretty well for us. Um, otherwise, if you want to look at the standings, above right the line, now, baby, above the line. I'm gonna get we this. We are in. above the line. Yes, gonna... it's the first time in. Gosh, I don't know. First time since 2021. Well, no, we were we were above it at another point in this season before falling we, down. Okay. No? no. Oh, okay. I thought. I Remember thought, yeah, ten games started. Oh, ten games, no wins. Whatever. Well, we got to be careful with that. I, I was <laughs> and, just, I just wanted and to, alphabetically they're below the line. So right, I, I just wanted to make sure I got that in there because after this game. Uh, that is currently on right now. It w- we may not be above the line anymore. Right. I believe is how true, that will true. work. So yeah, we whoever can't be wins tonight, if much. somebody wins tonight, they will leap over us uh, by one point. Um, Austin will have played one less match after tonight as well, too. So we got to keep an eye on the games played. Right now, we're level with Dallas. Yet they've played two less games than us on thirty-five points. So uh, pretty tight up and down from what position seven through position 12 right now or 11 maybe so uh games to watch coming this wednesday all the teams around us that are tight with us minnesota dallas austin portland houston and san jose all play wednesday is a big day yes it is another big day yeah every game's a big day going the rest of the season for sure yeah it's true it is true and eventually some of these Wednesday, I guess it's every Wednesday after this, all the other teams are playing and making up the games in hand. That is just maddening about the MLS schedule. We have been two and three games ahead of everybody else since somehow the second week of the season. I don't know how that's possible, but we've always had more games than everyone else. Uh, Josh, the remaining schedule here. I have said no more losses. We've got Nashville. Houston, St. Louis, Real Salt Lake, and another Minnesota. What, what's our, what's the, in the final five games, what will the record be? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I'm looking I, for, I'll filibuster for you. I'm looking for 11 points. Or if we do get a loss, there's still, you can still get 10 points out of that. And looking around the league, if you just want to be glass half full, that I think you can you can you can get to the point where ten or eleven points out of this is is enough to sneak above the line. 
Yeah, I, I, I feel like for us to really sneak above that line, we could maybe lose one of those. So I, I, I do. I think I think most of those. Because how many how many games is that left? What four? Five. How many? Five. Five. I think maybe we could lose. Do we have a tiebreaker on someone? Well, um, right now we're above Dallas level on points and goal differential. Uh, so it's the the third tiebreaker there is is how we're leaping ahead of them. But goal scored, yeah. But they do yeah. have they do have the two games in hand. It's almost too far out to play this game just because there's only five games left for us, but six and seven games left for everybody else. And as we've seen, the Western Conference makes zero sense. Everyone is separated by like nine points from second place to yeah. last place. So it uh, just like the game last night. The, it's going to be it's going to be anarchy. Robert, how are you feeling about the last five games? Well, I'm going to throw a little bit of water on our enthusiasm for last night. Oh, let's of course it. you are. Let's let's admit it, guys. Minnesota doesn't have a striker. They've got Reynoso, and and he was dangerous, but they don't have a striker. Nashville has Surridge, who has shown that he can put the ball away, as well as Mukhtar, of course. Yeah. Houston, um, Hector Herrera, you know, can finish the ball. Definitely. St. Louis has got some strikers. Salt Lake just obtained uh, LAFC's cast off and he's scoring for them. So we've got to keep strikers quiet is my point. If we can do that, if Rosero can do that, if Fontes can do that and, you know, maybe we've, we've got a chance to get those points and maybe even sneak into that number eight mm-hmm. spot. Not that that's any better than nine, right? But well, it is um, better than nine because it hosts the nine spot. Right. True. True. And then uh, I tell you, the other tactic that I really like is last night we had 12 fouls to Minnesota's four and we've got to be aggressive. We cannot sit back and let the other team be the aggressor. And I just hope that continues. How long has Nashville had that striker? Surridge started with them at League's Cup and he was hot in League's Cup, but he hasn't been since then. So I'm just looking at their last six games. Going backwards for Nashville, draw, draw, loss, 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 loss. Yeah, yeah. Then a win record. and then two losses. So they've not been in form either. In MLS for sure, yeah. Yeah. Also, Zimmerman, I think, is still out with an in- injury. Is he? Like a hip injury. Yeah, that might be a good – that might be a break. Yes, we can dodge um, that one. I, I like Zimmerman, but, yeah, I would be happy if he just stayed in Nashville for a while. Yeah. RSL has uh, one win in the last four, the other three being losses, which is a team we got to face soon. So nobody we're facing is in really good form. Mm-hmm. Robert, you mentioned facing teams that have kind of that guy, the very dangerous player. I think you were maybe focusing on strikers, but Minnesota does have a guy like that. He's not a striker, but Reynoso, he is right, so Right, I mentioned good. him. Yeah, he, he yeah. is so insanely good. And somehow he did not get the ball across the line last night. So again, I, I'm, I'm, I feel very good about this win. It's one of those that like, it felt like it should have been the loss. We kind of got lucky, and that's something we have not done. I can, I don't remember the last time the soccer gods looked upon us, and I think we finally got one. Yeah, I, I would tell you the the team I'm probably most scared to play though is. Houston. Houston looks like they're actually playing well um, and they're firing on a lot of cylinders. So not to look past Nashville, but 
Houston will definitely be a tough game. Wow, I like this. Josh, not afraid of St. Louis at all. Not nervous about the rivalry game, the grudge match, <laughs> number three. Is that are we are we home again against St. No, no. no oh, we gotta go well, away. I feel yeah, uh, you know, I'm still iffy about that game then. Honestly, well. I think that works in our favor. They're at the top of the table. We're the ones that are that really need it. And it's a rivalry game, so it's all kind of all bets are off. Normally, rivalry games don't matter how good one team is and how bad one team is. So I think uh, I think that plays in our favor. Again, no more losses. Cody said it first. Five games left to go. No more losses. St. Louis hasn't been that good since League's Cup either. They're, they've got one win in the last five, two draws, two losses. And yep. their fans are being awfully whiny. <laughs> As we knew they As would. they are like to be, yes. Yeah, and I mean... You know, at the beginning of the year, they like, oh, yeah, we're going to win forever. We're, we're hardly ever going to lose. And now they're like, we can't win again. Uh, okay, any thoughts on Nashville on Wednesday? Are we going to be able to survive Hani Mukhtar? If Rodoya plays well. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be big on Rodoya that game. He did look good. Thad, what did you think of him? We finally got him to start a game. And that's kind of funny because I've – kind of been liking Rodoya a lot, but uh, I didn't think he was as good in this last game mm-hmm. as I was hoping he would be. He, You mentioned he had a one bad pass. I thought he had a couple of them. And I just think that it was not as good as I'd hoped. But maybe it's just seeing the whole, the full 90 that he was out there. Well, he wasn't out for a full 90, right? Or was he? Um, but he, he played the majority of the late. game. Yeah, not his, definitely not his best game, but there were the moments that you can see he maybe does things that others don't or that Remy doesn't from that position, or maybe he does them better, but there, there was just really good vision. I, there was a couple um, interceptions that he had just good step ups. And uh, yeah, I think if he's, if he's still warming up into 90 minutes fitness and there's more that we're going to get from him, then, uh, then that'll definitely come in handy against Hani Mukhtar, perhaps the best player in MLS before Messi arrived. Yeah. So Cody, what you were referring to is he kind of stays in the middle and then he veers left or right of that middle but he's not all over the place like Voltaire can be when he's playing the six so he's that steady in front of the back line presence most of the time which is what we need shielding the back line man that's what it yeah. is like you said it's what's needed and and Nashville play with the two-man midfield I mean I know Honey Mutar is normally kind of playing in that 10 role um but I don't think he does a ton of defending so I mean, we'll probably have the midfield advantage with Rodoria. I don't know who starts between Kinda and, and, and Tommy and then yeah. Remy Voltaire. That'll be interesting. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, if we can just command the mid- midfield and control the game, gosh, man, that, I mean, it'll help a lot and limit the turnovers, right? Like, the turn, especially the turnovers from midfield. Um, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Rodoria is going to go a full 90 or even start Wednesday night after playing 90 or near 90 on Saturday. We'll see. 80, 80 minutes. Yeah. He came off for Roger. Um, yeah. And then you got to remember they're, they're going to have to balance all three games this week. Yeah. So it's, you know, Peter is very well known for playing guys until they drop in those situations, uh, you know, because he's going to go for max points. Mm-hmm. So I would expect as strong a lineup as possible on Wednesday, then he'll see how who can go on Saturday against Houston. Mm-hmm. And we could see a little bit more change on that game. But 
we'll just see because it's it is Rodoya hasn't had a lot of uh, full games. I mean, he hasn't had any for a long time. Yeah. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. All right. Moving on. We talked about it being a good weekend for KC Sports. Thad, your job here is to be very excited and make us believe that this 2-1 to one win for the current over the San Diego Wave is a big deal and it's going to spark something and get them into the playoffs. Man, they make sporting look like a top-of-the-table team as far as standings go right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they are not mathematically eliminated. At least last time I checked, you know, they're not mathematically eliminated. I don't know. If, I don't think that changed today, but if it did... It's there. That's that's tough, man. They are so far down. They did, I think, manage to get from twelfth to eleventh, so not the bottom of the table. Okay. And they looked good in the first part. They Dabinia amazing goal, which she pulls out every so often, just wonder goals from distance, upper ninety across the goal. Ballon d'Or nominee. And, yep, Hammy did her thing with. Uh, being in the box and just kind of redirecting a ball that almost gets saved, kind of spins into the goal. Just one of those gritty, you know, Hamilton's going to get those kind of things once in a while. And then for the rest of the game, they just basically had to hold on. And, you know, there's calls there that if you question Fontas should have got a card, you should look at the Stina Balasager Pedersen tackle on Alex Morgan. Who's up next for them? Well, this. This NWSL standings, by the way, I'll just throw it out there, are even crazier than MLS because you've got 10 points separating the current, who are at number 11, from number the top team, 32, Portland Thorns. But, hey, they've all played the same amount of games. Crazy, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that, I know that's a petty thing to be annoyed about, but it's just been going on for way too long. <laughs> oh, and up next is uh, Washington Spirit. They're away and then home for... Chicago Red Stars, which could cement their spot not being 12th place. And then uh, back on the road to New York Gotham. And throwing in the middle of that, they also have a friendly against uh, Monterey's team that they're going to have their first international friendly in the middle of trying to get into the playoffs that, that last week. That is a little bit crazy to me. But And how many teams made the playoffs then? Uh, six. Okay. So it's not mathematically eliminated. Right. SKC2 almost capped off a perfect weekend this evening, but uh, fell 3-2 to two to Minnesota United 2. They're the one team that is in the playoffs. Yeah, everything was backwards. <laughs> MLS Next Pro, they're in the playoffs, man. They're, they're in a decent spot. Benny's had them playing good for most of the time, but that's now two straight losses, one at home, one on the road. I think the Minnesota United team just came out to for you know because they played they both played Minnesota like sporting first team yesterday and mm-hmm. two team today and Minnesota just wanted to get a little revenge maybe in that game. Yeah, and I think 
Um, I think I had read that. I mean, Minnesota, for them to have a chance to be in the MLS, M- MLS Next Pro playoffs, they needed to win that game. Yep. So it was a must win for them, not necessarily so for SKC2. But um, I was surprised. There were so many first-teamers, you know, um, in the team for SKC2 and – I think they just they got, I, I, I had just watched the game and they had got demolished on the counter. It was like every turnover was coming right back down um, past them. And yeah, Minnesota was clinical um, early. So, Josh, we're going to forgive you. Or should I say Peter Vermees is going to forgive you. Only finals are must wins, man. Only, only finals, only finals are <laughs> must wins. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Robert, you're referencing there that the announcer also got that answer out of him this week. Did mm-hmm. you, I heard that on yeah. the broadcast as well. People made mm-hmm. a big deal about him <laughs> about him saying that quote earlier in the season, maybe at the wrong time. But that is that's how he has responded to that question for a long time now. That's that is his response to in any situation. That's just the thing he says. So, yeah, Peter's consistent, man. He yeah. he will. Yeah, he won't say a game's a must win because honestly, if he, he I think in his mind, if he says this game's a must win in order to, you know, turn around momentum or whatever, then if they lose, then that's everybody's done. They're, they call it quits, right? So he won't call yeah. those games must wins. You know, he'll say, yeah, we need points. We need to, you know, we need to change momentum. We need to do this. But he doesn't want to call them must wins. It, it could totally screw up people's mentalities. Okay, well, to nitpick it, Go ahead. the last game of the season – if you need three points to to get into the playoffs, then like you just said, if, if you don't get the three points, then you just go home. You pack it up, you go home. So that is not a uh, final. It is. Would you is, like me, Would you like me to be Peter Vermees in this? Yes, argue argue with me, Peter Vermees. All right, Talk, we're, do a voice. We're do hypothetical a, situation. No, no, we're no, down no, to do the last voice. game. We need three points to make the playoffs, right? Yes. No. We're going to treat it as a final. Oh, okay, there you go. Good job. Good job. I even heard a little Vermice accent in there too. I like that. Good job. Yeah. Limited limited fake Vermice. Thank you for that. Okay. Any final thoughts here as we wrap up the show? Uh double game week, so nothing uh it'll be hard to get anything on Tuesday a training or a, a midweek pod in. But uh big Wednesday in MLS. Next two games are huge. Huge. And thank God, Sporting Kansas City, for making this uh, season exciting and interesting. Yes, I made that point at the end of last ep- uh, the last episode too, and I'm going to do it again. Ten games into the season, this we would have been just dreaming for this scenario now that we have something to fight for and play for, and that Alan Polito is somehow scoring goals. Oh, I wish I could go tell myself after ten games into the season, go back in time and tell that Cody that Alan actually scores some goals and that he doesn't leave for free after not doing anything or playing his whole contract. Oh man. I'm very thankful for all this. Josh, you got to get in here on this. You're feeling good yeah. about this, right? I, I, I am feeling good about it. I mean, Polito's in the golden boot race. And I think this next game against uh, Nashville, I just, I, I hope we're just stronger on the ball. I hope we, you know, are really good with the counter pressing and, you know, just really good in possession. Um, that's, that's, I think that'll put us in the best uh, place to win on Wednesday. So I'm excited for that match and these upcoming matches. But, you know, at, from here on out, these, these these all need to be wins or draws. Losses are only going to hurt us. 
Polito. We, we need two Polito goals early. So Robert's going to do the recap that night, and he can just have the headline already ahead of time. Honey who? Oh, there we go. We're calling it. That's a good one. Honey who? Well done with that. Fat. I think we'll, we'll want to give the home team a little more credit and give them the headline, but okay. All right, the sub-headline, man. Okay. <laughs> Polito in the golden boot race. I'm calling it. He's going to get it. If we're going to get into the playoffs, he's going to have to get that golden boot. He's only two behind at the moment right now, I believe. So Polito's going to get it, and no more losses for this season for Sporting. Sporting! Anything to shake